Hello, everyone. Um, so as I've had a bit of got a bit of free time uh, to sort of talk aloud, I thought I would use this time to actually get round to recording my wafflings that I was mentioning before in previous recordings. Um, for the most part, it falls under a bit of like a diary entry. It even though it might sort of touch upon other, you know, other bits and bobs and other categories, um, for the most part, it it kind of doesn't. It's just one of those sort of odd things that happen. So I'm going to keep it under a diary entry. Um, some bits of this, especially the first thing I want to talk about, I, I suppose it is a bit of a controversial topic, but. And, you know, I, I feel myself standing on one side of things. And, um, you know, I, it was a conversation about someone else standing on the other side of things, on the other side of like, the, the viewpoints. But this topic, this topic, this, you know, uh, this podcast isn't uh, one for not talking about those controversial topics. I think sometimes they need to be spoken about. Uh, for people to understand, you know, and uh, even though I sort of stand on one side of it, you know, I, I in in a way I kind of stand in the middle. I understand it from both points. I might not ag- agree with it fully, but I understand where each point's coming from, which I think is is needed and important to any discussion or um, arguments for and against, because. You know, if you stand on one side only, you're alienating yourself, you're isolating yourself, and you know that's where that's where you know um, idealistic divides come from, social divides come from. You know, in a way, that's what that's kind of what religions are. You know, they're saying that my way is the best way, yours isn't, so you know you're completely wrong. You know, and you know it, that that's where divides and um, feuds come from and ultimately and sadly wars you know it's, it's, it, it does cross over being a bit political as well and you know if we, we don't accept other people and their points of view and try and understand it from both points of view then we you know essentially we just kind of do ourselves over aren't we you know it's fine to disagree that's completely fine because we're all individuals who have our opinions but it just helps to see things from both points of view. In that way, you know, life and relationships with the wider world can just be a bit more peaceful. So, without me dallying for too much longer, so it was on Boxing Day, for those who happen to be American listeners or overseas listeners, uh, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. It's like a Christmas part two it's a national holiday, bank holiday, so it's um, yeah, it's like a follow-on from Christmas, basically. So we're just me and my family, and uh, I say like the household family, and then my uncle and uh, his daughters, you know, came with us for a Boxing Day meal. Um, and as per, I'm, I'm sure this happens in a lot of families. Um, 
most of the time afterwards, we'd go around to like each other's houses and we'd spend a bit of time there and whatnot. Um, and my mum and dad decided to go around to theirs. I didn't simply because of you know the, the injuries I've been I've I've had. I'm not going to talk about them here because I've done it in previous episodes. But you know, I was in a bit of pain. I was aching, just kind of feeling a bit groggy by this point. So I, I decided to come home, and I was. Uh, if you if you're British, um, especially, I'm not sure if Northern Ireland are covered this either, but but uh, especially in the UK, uh, in in England, in in Britain, I should say. Let me get my words mixed up there. Um, over Christmas, over the Christmas period, there was a channel on TV which was literally just showing the entire series of you know Harry Potter. You know, back to back, basically, and um, once it had finished, it just start again from the beginning, and you know, um, it got a bit boring after a while. But I was uh, I was feeling a bit groggy from these tablets I took, so um, I ended up watching one of the Harry Potter movies, and and um, my mum and dad had come back from seeing. Um, you know, the, the my uncle uh, and my dad's brother and everything. And the, the credits were just sort of coming up uh, on the TV, on the, on the on the movie. And my mum said, I do feel a bit sorry for uh, J.K. Rowling about the whole grief she's getting on the, the, the whole topic of transgenderism, you know. Um, you know, she, she's, and my mum says, she's right in her sense to, you know, have that view and so this is where me and my mum got into a bit of a I would say heated discussion it wasn't you know it was it was a little warm but you know because my mum gets quite defensive about things she feels like her points are not being come across well enough so she she feels like she needs to constantly repeat them to make them like feel known even though they are known but we just sort of you know the, the arguments that I said to them, uh, you know, uh, different points of view, but mum doesn't always see that. Bless her. But, um, so uh, I said to her, why? You know, um, I'm not saying, I wasn't saying this because, you know, I'm, I, I essentially fall under that LGBT community now, but I said it in a way that, you know, it's kind of a neutral stance. And I said, you know, why, um, why do you why do you feel sorry for her? Because she's openly sort of attacked people for wanting to be themselves. You know, which is true. People have that that choice to be themselves. And, you know, what kind of gives her the right to say, oh, they're not real people, you know, blah, blah, blah. So my mum, being my mum, I've spoken about her before in these podcasts. She's not... She's not one for people to not be themselves because um, where she grew up um, in the east end of London when I was a kid after the war, you know, uh, on the, along the docks, quite often they're not. She would, um, for some reason or another, um, her family would got quite um, involved in like a, just a friendly manner with some of these sailors that come in and some of them were really gay, like the gayest of the gay people. You know, you're not the ones who, who you're gay and you wouldn't actually kind of tell they were gay, but these were like the ones who proper flaunt it, you know, apparently. 
Um, and I used to bring home for them, like, like for my nan, like perfumes and bits and bobs from overseas. Um, so mum, from quite an early age, had been exposed to gay people and, you know, she didn't think anything of it. You know, they were some of the, you know, according to her, some of the nicest people going. And, you know, she just happened to, you know, get along with them more than some other people, which is fine, you know. So from an early age, my mum was experienced that in, in a time when being gay was still taboo and, you know, I'm pretty sure it was against the law as well. So, you know, even my dad, as you know, is open to all that. I might not understand why people want to be gay or transgender or anything like that, but they'll accept people for what they are. You know, that's the mentality of them. Um, so my mum's argument is, she, she, she came across it from a woman's point of view, which, okay, I, I, you know, I understood, but so she said... Men who transgender into being women or women transgender into being men can't officially transgender into the opposite sex because, you know, they can't naturally call themselves men or women. Okay, so my mum's argument was that as a woman, that you're born a woman, as you grow up being a woman, you know, you've got different... We, they have different chemical makeups to some degree than men. Natural, because we're doing sexes. We, you know, there are different performance actions needed, you know, in both both agendas. You know, women go through the menstrual cycle, they have a womb, their body changes chemically to incorporate that when when people you no know, when they're pregnant. And the hormones are different. So it's like, okay, you know, if you can if someone can officially go through that, then they are a woman. They are officially being able to classify them as a woman. So my mum's argument was men who transgender into being female can't officially call themselves that because they haven't they can't naturally go through those processes. Okay, so fine. In a way I can understand where she's coming from, yeah. However, my argument was Well, I, I read a lot of science magazines and, you know, there, there's always these things from, like, New Scientist that says, you know, uh, an ear has been grown sometimes in the past like on, on the backs of rats and animals, but which I don't agree with. But outside of that, you know, ears and whatnot have been grown artificially, but from real um, human uh, essences, you know, like skins and whatnot, and they actually function properly as ears, so they can be trans, you know, transplanted onto people as a working ear instead of just being a, a model or one. And the same thing is uh, quite recently I read this article that they've done the same thing for wombs. And so, if they can artificially grow a real working womb and they can implant that into a man who's transgendered into a woman. Surely, that would still enable them to then have sex once, you know, all procedures are done and they can bear children. Surely, that would then mean they can they can classify themselves as a woman as well as. 
the point I, I made on top of that was that you know when you transgender into either sex, you're given injections to change the chemical makeups and the hormones in your body, so so that you know one counteracts the female hormones or chemicals counteract them you know to the men's and vice versa. So you, you end up having more of a, a bodily image to the other sex, and it changes. You know if a man wants to transgender to a woman, they are given I don't know when it is monthly maybe injections every couple of months you know to change the chemical makeup so your body changes more into that of a woman than previously from a man but then my mum's argument again was you, you still can't classify yourself naturally as a woman because you're needing to artificially inject yourself with hormones to be a woman and yeah okay i can i can get that you know it's only you know, so that my dad chipped in by this point and said, you know, even though you can physically change yourself, can you officially be that person if you're not naturally born as that and have the same natural chemical makeups? I mean, you know, there is a bit of a, a middle ground here as well. And I don't want to feel like I'm picking sides because I fall under a category, you know, like I said, I can see the middle ground here. You know, it's it's... I because I've been born a man, I have the natural chemical makeup of a man. And if if a woman, you know, is obviously born a woman, they have a different chemical makeup. That's a naturalness, you know, a, you know, a, a, that it's just formed in their you know sexes. And so if I wanted to transgender as a woman, yes, I you know, and to feel that body of a woman I'm artificially changing myself and the natural chemical makeups to be somewhere else even though my body will adapt to it you know it's needing that extra push to do that which is not a natural occurrence to some degree you know that you're born with so in in a way yes I can understand you know you, you can't naturally be a woman because you had to artificially change yourself you know, that was the, sort of the main point of my mum's argument, which, okay, yeah, I agree, you know, that there is that argument to it, and I'm not going to disagree with that, because there is sense to that. But the argument went back to, you know, if you can artificially change yourself from one sex to another anyway, what is to stop that person believing and feeling like someone of the opposite sex? And that's kind of where... The argument for J.K. Rowling is that you know she's she's attacking people who want to be themselves by saying they're not the real people, but it's a mindset, isn't it? You know, it's um, it's the same with religion. When you when you become religious, you believe yourself to be a part of that community of that religion, sort of like-minded people. You know, and you know, it's like I said in a previous recording. If you you know, it might help to go back. But I, I massively disagree with the mainstream religions because they're very, very sexist in a way if you really look into them. You know, man is a dominant being. <clears throat> Women have to be subservient to them. And some almighty invisible person in, a, in, a, in the ether says you can't be happy unless you follow the, <clears throat> these specific rules. I don't agree with that because, you know, why should that person have to dictate how you live your life? I generally have more, I feel more connection with like 
the Celtic paganism because it's to do with the land. You know, the land is there, the land has a soul, the land, you know, bushes and trees have, have characteristics and whatnot of their own. I'd rather be more connected with the land and the world we live in than anything else. But using that example, you know, it's a belief system. I have the more I sort of feel into it, the more I'm believing in myself that I'm of that community who believes that as well. It's the same, you know, if you change your sex, you know, you change your sex. You're believing to be, in a way, another person by your image, the way your body is being, you know, made up. And, you know, that person is happy with that newfound um, appearance and newfound chemicals to be that other person. But, you know, J.K. Rowling's argument is that even if you change yourself, you're not, you can't be that person officially because you're naturally not been born that way. And yes, I agree that comments like that shouldn't be made. Even if you have a point of view, you shouldn't sort of dictate that to people because people deserve to be happy. Some people just don't feel comfortable in their own skin. You know, it's a bit like me. And I'm going to talk about my journey because, you know, I could be here forever and I've already discussed that in previous recordings. But, you know, I don't necessarily feel comfortable in my skin at times. So, you know, in some ways, if I do something that's a bit more feminine, yes, it makes me feel better in myself to be happy. You know, it's, it's not as far as the whole transgender side of things, but in a way... You, you kind of feel the fact that, you know, she's saying, you, you, you know, I might wear, I don't, but just say I might paint my nails, you know, that might make me feel more feminine. She's saying that I'm not a female because I'm still a male. You know, is it, that kind of feel to it, you know. And I, like I said, you know, there are points of, points of view, both valid on both sides, but there is a middle ground to this as well, which sometimes you, you do need to, just highlight and identify and understand and just, you know, go with those points of view. And so I do feel, in this sense, there is a middle ground. I don't like to pick sides because, yes, I do feel like I fall under the LGBT culture. But again, I don't want us to say on my mum's point of view that it's it was a, it's a um, opinions of the time because my mum, I do feel my mum's opinions on things have slightly changed because of where she grew up as well you know and um it's his opinions and we're allowed to have them but i do feel that there needs to be a line on dictating stuff you know disagreements are fine but when you know i feel like she's she's pushed the boat out a bit too far you know you hear the story of jk rowling that you know i i believe this is true anyway but um, I admit I've never been the biggest fan of her. I, I like the films, but I've never really got into the books. But, you know, didn't her husband um, leave her with a kid when she was, you know, a younger woman? And she lived with friends while she was writing the Harry Potter books. Um, and she was, like, effectively, like, homeless for a while. Something like that, along them lines. And, you know, now she's got um, famous and big and she's, you know got a shit ton of money behind her you know she she i feel like she's gotten confident a bit too cocky to say that you know i can't do wrong because everyone loves my work you know which you know it happens i don't agree with it i'm not that kind of person i don't want to be that kind of person ever 
you know, I've got my views on my books if they ever get big and famous about how they want to be used, but I'm not going to start to, now I might dictate about how to use them so they don't get ruined, but I'm not going to start dictating my worldviews, you know, out there, say how people should behave and be themselves or not. You know, and um, I feel that it's a bit hypocritical that, you know, she's got this, this, in the past, I've seen that she's mentioned these uh, things about refugees, you know, and people say, oh, you should, she said, you should home all these refugees. Yeah, she's got an incredibly big house, yet in, you know, aspect, she hasn't even bothered to sort of follow her own guidance of housing refugees, and she's saying everyone else should do it because she's now above them, you know, that that's the kind of attitude you, you get from her, and you can kind of see why she's made that argument on her point, but, yeah, like I said, there, are, there is a, a middle ground to this, it's, it's always best to try and see both sides and sort of see where it is in the middle, you know. Personally, I kind of disagree with it, I'm not going to start an argument and war over it, but I feel that if people can naturally be, you know, something else, then that does classify them as, you know, another sex. My mum's also argument to this was that, you know, if people do that, if they if they if if they're changed through, you know, science and you know medical stuff to be another person, that's a bit like a Frankenstein kind of concept. Which, yes, okay, I can see the the, the reason behind that, but everything we do that involves science is a sense of Frankenstein. You know, if we take a jab for the flu each year or for coronavirus, we are we are going above God in terms of science to change ourselves to be immune to something. Well, that's, that's, that's Frankenstein. He's changed nature, you know, Professor Frankenstein in the novel, changed nature and, you know, the, to create life by manipulating and artificially making someone. He's changed bits of people into a new person, you know, yeah, you know, to create life. And, you know, we're constantly changing ourselves through, um, you know, through injections and jabs and, you know, cancer treatments to change ourselves to keep living. You know, and there is a, there is a Frankenstein concept there. So there's nothing new. So, I think that, that side of my mind's argument fell a bit short, but, you know, everything we do in terms of science is a Frankenstein, you know, Frankenstein-looking sense of things, just in a different viewpoint, but it still follows under the same the same principle, I guess. But, yeah, that's what happened on Boxing Day. In the end, my mum, you know, was getting a bit... She felt like her point wasn't getting across enough, so, which it was. We Me and my, both, my dad both understood it, but I you know I just kind of walked away because you know sometimes with my mum when she gets into that kind of defensive mood she she won't accept anything else other than her own you know you need her to calm down again to settle it but yeah so that that's kind of what happened on Boxing Day. Um, I like to hear your views on on that anyway. Um, I get it's a bit of a controversial subject. I stand on one side, you may stand on another, but. At the end of the day, I know there's a middle ground, so I would like to just kind of generally hear your thoughts on it. Do you think it's do you think J.K. Rowling is right to say what she says, or is she wrong? Um, don't just say that. At least give me a, 
uh, you know, a reason why, you know, it's always good to just learn off other people instead of just saying immediately you're wrong because that does, doesn't, do, doesn't do anyone any good. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, still relating to Boxing Day, uh, on the way home, my cousin, um, who I, I, I admit I've kind of lost touch with over the years because, as you do, you, you live your own lives, you do your own things, you, you meet your own friends through those lives, and, you know, you do kind of drift away from when you were kids. And even though me and, me and my cousin... Um, still kept in touch through family gatherings. It wasn't really, we lost that kind of social side to us. Um, but me being how I am injury-wise, you know, I got I, I was told that, my cousin's a female, by the way, um, I was told that she was quite worried about me, you know, from Christmas Day, Boxing Day, when I saw her. Um, you know, and um, I think she felt a bit guilty by not seeing me, you know, a lot of the time when I've been suffering this. Um, so she said, um, she said to me as we were walking out this this restaurant to the cars that we should do something over the, over the Christmas period and everything. I said, yeah, that actually would be nice because I don't, I'm not able to really get myself out the house these days, injury wise. And you know, and I said to her, you know, on a private matter, I would like to come talk to you too. And I said it in a very kind of natural way. Actually, I wasn't wasn't a really a pre pre-planned thing for me to say you know um and what i actually wanted to talk about was this, this kind of little bit this journey of me um i didn't go into it fully on the day i, ta- I, I end up seeing her um, there's some bits still bits of it I've, I've kept aside but you know it's a long thing for it to talk about i didn't want to sort of bog her down with information so i'm gonna do it in stages but um you know, it's, my cousin is gay, um, and I, I have mentioned this before in, in previous recordings, but when she first came out as gay to, you know, her parents and my uncle and aunt, you know, especially my uncle, he flipped his lid. He didn't want to accept it um, because, again, it's it, it's that whole idea of, you know, there were different times, you know, my dad wasn't as exposed to different communities as my mum was, but he was still, you know, accepting of things. But I think my uncle was a bit more sturdy in the in the old traditions where, you know, women could only get male um, relation, you know, have a relationship with male men and, you know, you get married and do that thing. So it took him a while to come around to it, but he's fine with it now. I think it was just a massive shock to the system from what he's grown up believing. But, um, ever since then, I first heard about that. It actually kind of made me feel good in myself because if you follow my previous recordings, you know that um, I've struggled a lot emotionally trying to understand myself, um, not kind of feeling myself and feeling weird and unmanly and unhuman in some ways. And just hearing that my cousin had come out as gay actually filled me with a bit of, bit of confidence to say, like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not so different you know i've got someone potentially who i can come and talk to and and sort of confide in but i've always stopped myself from doing that simply because it was so close to home as well um i know that sounds really bad but sometimes you know 
family can be your best friends and sometimes they can be the enemy you know um you know and sometimes you just feel that if i told someone clo- quite close they they might feel that the family need to then tell my mum and dad or family and then it gets a bit out of hand you know and um i've always been a bit wary of people who gossip even though people give their word you know you, you I think in my head, because I, I've I've in the past put a bit of trust in people and they've come back and thrown it in my face, I've kind of, I think I've naturally kind of conditioned myself to be wary of uh, of who I tell and who I talk to about this. And, um, you know, I suppose that kind of fear, I guess, if you want to call that, has, has never left me. And, you know, every now and then... I've, I've thought to myself, oh, I'll text my cousin and say, you know, can I come talk to you about something? But I never have, because I, I never wanted to keep it so close to home. But given injuries and how things have turned out and some positiveness to uh, to my whole journey in terms of um, telling some friends about you know, myself being Penelope now, that it gave me a bit of confidence and I kind of felt a bit more natural about it now. It's been, it's sinking in enough for me to then say, okay, this is a natural side to me. You know, I'm not feeling pressured by it as such anymore. And so I, I kind of just naturally told her, like, can I come talk to you? And um, next few days later, we um, we were going to go out for a cup of coffee and I thought, mm, I didn't, didn't like the idea of that. Sim- not only because... Um, I can't get around walking for long journeys, bloody hurts. But I'm still a bit cautious of coronavirus and uh, being out in public with people in that sense. So I, I didn't want to be in a place that, even though you're sort of distant, you're still enclosed, you know, I'm still quite wary of all that. So I said, what, you know, well, let's go back to yours. I haven't actually seen her place. You know, in, the, in the years that she's actually been there, so I thought well, that'd be just be nice to have that safe place to just talk, and you know, it'd just be nice to see where she lives as well. Uh, bit of a spoiler; she doesn't live there anymore, but that's that's not my aim of what I'm going to say here. Um, and I end up just telling her that you know I've got a bit of a feminine side to me, and you know, it'd just be nice to come and talk to people, you know, and like-minded people and everything. I didn't mention anything about Penelope um, anything. I didn't get as far as saying about clothes. Or if, I can't remember if I did exactly, but if I did, I, I sort of just suggestioned it and, you know, um, made a hint of it. But it wasn't anything sort of in-depth. And, you know, it actually went really well. You know, we had a conversation, a bit of a heart-to-heart about things. And, you know, in a way, it was just nice to sort of bridge that gap again between us two. You know, even though it wasn't purposely purposely burnt down, it just become a bit derelict because we don't spend that much time with each other now. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it's um, it was just nice. You know, I felt a bit worn out afterwards because, you know, it's still something big to say. You know, and uh, but, you know... It's gone. It's gone. It's gone well in so far. I've had a few moments where you think, like, someone knocked the door, or you know, um, phone call happens. You think, oh shit, do they know? 
you know, am I, am I going to wait to have to explain to parents? But, you know, I should be a bit more faith in people. You know, that's just my condition looking at me saying, oh, my God, you know, brain brain alarms going off saying, you know, I've got to kind of defend myself about this. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, um, it, it, things have been going well, in, in a sense. Um, not so much on the health front. No, I'm still alive. I haven't got anything major, but you know, I had an MRI come back. I know it's coming under other things, but I'll quickly mention it here. Yeah, I went for an MRI just before Christmas. Results came back. Um, my back hasn't improved. It's got slightly worse. Um, so that's that. You know. Um, yeah, it's. Um, oh, I suppose the one thing I was going to say. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, I, I've, well, you know, if you're constant listeners, that I, I tend to write a lot, you know, writing my sort of escapism from all the shit that I'm having to suffer with. Um, and in between writing my sort of epic novel, I'm also on and off writing a very sort of LGBT style novel as well. Um it focuses on two characters. One of them is a bit of has a lot of me in them, and one of them, the other one, is a female. Um, I suppose, I suppose, I've kind of modelled her on like the Lady Penelope kind of person because it was her in scenes that started all this off. So I had a bit of a, you know, I need this sort of a, a concrete base to go by, and. Um, so I started writing this this novel. It's fictional. It's, it's it's a bit of a spy novel. But I wanted to incorporate a bit of LGBT in, into the spy novel because, as far as I'm aware, it hasn't been done. And um, you know, on and off for a while now, I've been writing it, but I've always felt guilty about writing it. I don't know exactly why. I just feel like you know, my heart and soul should be into my epic novel. And it's a bit slow going because I, I really try and think about how I'm going to write things, you know, just so it doesn't sound like when he's sort of waffled on novels, you know, I, I can't stand novels like that. So, you know, I've always thought I should put my, all my attention into that. So I've always felt bad in myself for sort of diverting my attentions, you know, elsewhere. But lately, I've gone back to it and I've rewritten some bits of it and restructured some other bits. And it's actually worked out really well, I find. But, you know, I'm still... Now Now that I've gotten this far, I'm sort of switching between the two on, like, a daily basis, you know. I do a bit of my epic novel, then I'll go back to the other one. Just so I'm doing a bit of each, so I'm not trying to feel guilty that I'm missing out on one other than the other. Um, but it's, it kind of feels me a bit more of a confidence boost again. You know, I don't know, I can't exactly explain why, but it's just been nice to return to it, you know, and, you know, just get that sort of fresh mindset on something else I'm doing, you know. Um, but I, I'm sure I'll um, I'll update you guys on how, that, how that's going later on. But I don't really think there's been much else going on. Nothing really for me to properly waffle on about, so... Um, if I do think of anything that comes to mind that I've missed out here, then I will mention it. 
but as of current i can't think of anything so i'm gonna leave you there um but again as always thank you for listening and if you have any questions or suggestions or discussions you want to have uh, please you know try and get in contact and let me know and um yeah we'll go from there